Welcome to Janan ICF Love All podcast, a podcast about how to live a God-fearing life. Each episode addresses how to use the Bible to answer real-life situations that allow us to demonstrate real Christian love. Now, here's your host, Pastor Joe Summers. Welcome back to our podcast. Our podcast today, Love All, Love All is our podcast. And today we're going to talk about that romantic love, that love between man and woman. And oftentimes it seems to be fairly easy going in, but then uh, we find out it's not as easy as one might think it is. One of the challenges that you know, that some people have is cultural differences, cultural differences. And especially in the fellowship where we have people from multiple countries uh, that tends to uh, lend itself to be something of interest. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that with a couple who are culturally different. Okay, so um, can we get an introduction here from Michelle and Trezor? Okay, uh, hello everyone. My name is Michelle Liana Mialu. I'm uh, married to Trezor, Pastor Trezor Mialu. I'm from the U.S. and I share a son with my husband. His name is Emmanuel and he's multicultural. My name is uh, Reverend Trezor and uh, I'm married to Michelle Yana Mialu and we share a son, as she said. Yeah, and his name is Emmanuel. We serve... Um, uh, in Changsha International Christian Fellowship uh, as an elder and uh, as I am an ordained minister, I also deal with uh, anything related to pastoral care like uh, precisely uh, baptism and um, marriage uh, celebration, celebration of marriage. So yeah, those are the two or uh, child dedication. Those are the three things that uh, so far, uh, by the grace of God, I've been doing here in Changsha uh, International Christian Fellowship. And also, uh, I'm from Republic of Congo, or the country also it's called sometimes Congo Brazzaville. Yes, this is uh, about us. Thank you. Thank you for your introductions. Now, um, first question is, when y'all first met, and you started thinking about marriage. Did your cultural differences ever come up in the conversation? Uh, for me, not at first, because um, it was Trezor. It was actually after a month of just being friends um, that Trezor showed his interest towards marriage to me, which kind of blindsided me. I didn't know he had any interest, but um, as we were just becoming friends, um, I saw him as like a big brother, a big spiritual brother, because we met in a an ICFC conference. So after that, um, you know, we just talked normal. We had a lot of spiritual conversations and things like that. So when marriage came up, um, yeah, cultural 
differences did not come to mind at first. I knew that he loved God. He wanted to serve God. I wanted to do the same. So actually cultural differences came up or was noticed more so after we got engaged, at least on my side. Okay, from my side, um, yeah, probably I have it in mind. Yeah, because knowing that uh, we have a different background. So even if uh, <laughs> you, you met someone from your, your country or your country mate, <laughs> even because you come from different uh, family, yeah, there will be uh, differences. So I knew that, uh, that for the fact that I came from a, uh, a different uh, uh, cultural background, my wife also came from, I would say, probably a multicultural one. So I knew that probably, yeah, we may have some differences. Uh, however, it wasn't yet, uh, if I would say something that I was thinking of, because personally, I, I knew that, you know, with God, all things are possible. So if indeed she's the one that you are supposed to marry, for my case, she's the one I was supposed to marry. So I knew that anything that can appear like a challenge is, uh, if we devote ourselves to, to uh, we devote ourselves with God's help, and I trust and believe that we can uh, overcome uh, those differences or challenges. Yeah. And actually then, yeah, as Michel said, then later on in our exchange, when we, we started to share about, um, uh, yeah, introduce ourselves more, you know, uh, to know each other more. Yeah, we started to find some of those, uh, I think some of those differences, yeah. Okay. Um, just let's talk about something more simple. Well, when you decided you would get married and you have you were trying to decide what kind of wedding you were going to have um, and those kinds of things, uh, did any cultural things come up that you had to, to deal with? Um, not really, because we had our marriage here in China. Just the thing that I wasn't aware of when um, my husband first met with my mom um, it was over a Skype call. So her first exchange was when he came to visit me because we were in different cities at the time. And he, after my mom uh, gave him all like top 20 hardest questions, <laughs> she uh, uh, she asked him, did, she, did he have any questions for her? And he asked about dowry, like, or I think he called it dot at the time. So I we weren't aware, like my family, I, we weren't aware that in Africa, they still did the dowry system. So when he asked that, we were like, what is that? Um, I don't know. At, at that time, I had like a feminist mind, like, oh, bye, bye, people. Like, like, what is that? <laughs> but anyway, just that was in the past. But now I understand that they still do that in some cultures, especially in um, African countries. So um, when he asked my mom or when he asked my mom that, my mom was like, as long as you guys, you know, just take care of the wedding, everything is fine. So, yeah, that was, I think, the first or maybe the kind of biggest culture difference there was um, in the at the beginning. So yeah, I don't know if you. If there's yeah. For you. Yeah, I think that was uh, the yeah the only one that we one uh, uh, were actually uh, maybe I will talk. Okay, I don't know if I will call it differences also, but yeah, I, I will talk first about uh, the doy. Yeah, 
just as uh, Michel say, so yeah, because in the African culture, mostly when people get married, you need to 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 prepare for it. So when I was talking with uh, for the first time with uh, my mother-in-law, that I call now my mom, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, I told her about it. But uh, so those were the things that uh, I think uh, when we were prepared for marriages to think about. But the sec uh, if I would say actually the first one before the dowry part, I think it was, uh, I don't know if I can put in that category, but it was now the approval from the parent. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was uh, uh, probably among uh, the, the thing that um, uh, I think I was quite a bit also concerned because I didn't know really uh, if uh, how things are going to go from our side. Uh, from my side also, I had a, I had a time to talk uh, with my dad uh, concerning uh, this new person that I met that because, yeah, before that, I present to him someone and I didn't tell him that the thing didn't uh, work in the way that it worked. So when I brought again, uh, that I met uh, the wife of my wife. And so he started to question me about uh, all these different things. So I think those are uh, quite a bit among the, the challenges when you are, I think, uh, uh, thinking to go toward marriage. You may uh, receive uh, like parent uh, authorization or blessing. And yeah, the other one, yeah, it's about the Dory that is, uh, that we have as a differences in our two culture, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Then, then uh, since um, I, I was there present at your wedding, I have a, qu a specific question about cultural differences in relation to the, the wedding itself. Uh, in America, uh, weddings tend to be fairly formal. Uh, if they're you know, you know, in, in church, mm -hmm. uh, and so Michelle. Uh, what did you think when Trezor had his best men dance down the the uh, the aisle? It was fine for me because they do that in the states. <laughs> so okay, it was fine for me. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Just, just wonder. Uh, okay. So now you're married and you have you you you've gone back and lived in the Congo for a while, right? Yes. Okay, uh, how was it there? Um, <laughs> how was it there? <laughs> well, um, just one thing about me, I'm the type of person where I like to travel to different places. Um, if I'm in a situation, I, I know how to accommodate myself. And at the time when we had left China to first go to Congo, I was like newly pregnant as well. So uh, when I went there, I was kind of full of emotions. Um, part of it was the pregnancy, getting used to the food and stuff. So sometimes like, you know, with uh, uh, what is it? Sometimes pregnancy sickness and stuff. I wasn't sure if I was getting sick, if it was getting used to the, the new food and water and stuff, or if it was really the pregnancy. So that and then also, uh, as I didn't know French, you know, I can just go off of, you know, people's expressions and things like that. Um, so uh initially I don't know if that was like the correct um feelings I should have but just I kind of felt self-conscious a lot like really self-conscious because my husband was like a big person back home 
<laughs> you knew a lot of people. So there was always people coming around and I'm, I'm more, you know, quiet and reserved and he's more social. So like when we would go places, especially church, he would be introducing me to people. And um, sometimes I'd be feeling well in my body, sometimes not. And then just kind of missing uh, some of the the things I'm used to from back home. I don't know. It was just like a lot of emotions I was dealing with, but I was trying to make the most of it um, with the pregnancy and also being in a new environment. So a lot of times, like in my mind, I was just overthinking things. Um, but it's really hard to tell if it was <laughs> pregnancy hormones or emotions or whichever. But I got I got used to everything. I started to once Emmanuel was born, um, and I had to start going back to work. I knew. It's kind of like here in China. I got used to things. I got used to the food. I got used to, you know, going places, speaking enough French to be able to, you know, take a taxi to say, go straight, go left, go right. Or, you know, saying just like in China, jigga, jigga, jigga. Like if I needed to get something done, I would. So, um, yeah, I'm just overall, I'm just the kind of person, whatever situation I'm put in, I try to make the most of it. I adapt as best I can. I don't think about, oh, I miss this, this, this too much. I just focus on, okay, how to make it work. So even, for example, the sudden electricity going off like every other, every two or three days, I didn't like that, but it was always keeping me on my toes because sometimes you just never know when the power is going to go out. So I always had like a bucket of water ready. I always had, always would wake up like ready getting stuff just in case something uh, unexpected would happen so it was almost like survival mode a little bit but other than that you know I like the food um Trezor's family always treated me like a princess they always were very accommodating to me very nice even though we had the language barrier um but I mean it was a good experience it was a good experience so yeah okay well now uh, Michelle another a quick question on that um what, what, did you notice any differences in how your your baby was was dealt with there compared to what you would have expected if you were still in Illinois? Yes, um, in in the states, from what I know, because I haven't had a baby in the states, but I know that when you have a boy, they circumcise them usually on that same day. Uh, I wish they would have done that then, but they didn't. So. <laughs> They circumcised, I think, some weeks later, and that was really painful for a mother to hear. I was really emotional, but I'm glad Trisor was there when they did it. But yeah, they did that. Um, oh, what else? Um, when when we let's say the day that he was about to be born, it was during election time, so there was like no traffic. No one was really allowed to be out, so uh, we had to like walk like uh, a bit of a a bit of a distance before we got to the police station, they drove us to that place. And it was like the waiting room for when you're in labor, they uh, they had like a lot of women in there. So it was kind of, uh, I don't know, it was, it was really not the happiest place because it's like everybody in there is just like moaning and stuff because they're all in labor. And it was just kind of like, I really wanted to be with Trezor because he was just outside, like the men could not come in. But in the States, the men can be in there with the woman all the way up until she gives birth, unless it's going to be like a C-section or something. But the men were not allowed inside the woman's ward. So I really didn't like that. So every chance I got, I would try to sneak outside just to, <laughs> just to be with Trezor, my mother-in-law, because I really didn't want to be by myself with these people. 
um, you know, everyone's just going through their labor, their labor as they're going. But um, yeah, the, the actual birth was was uh, also interesting because they didn't give me any <laughs> any medicine. <laughs> they give they give you the choice of epidural and stuff. I, I till till today, I'm not sure if they were able to give that or not. But just I praise God that He helped me through that. Um, also, with uh, I remember after Emmanuel was born, there was a nurse that was coming to the house to help change Emmanuel's uh, was it bandage where his umbilical cord was. Uh, she was helping to tend to that. Which in the states, I don't know if they do that. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't, I think everything else might've been kind of maybe the same or similar, but that's, those are the first things that come to mind concerning like the birth. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Um, Trizzo, uh, now, uh, I know that you, uh, you are, uh, mother, mother, uh, language is French. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, so did, did that impact your relationship with uh, Michelle at all? Uh, yeah, I, I think sometimes, you know, uh, uh, like as a French speaker, you first like think like if you think in French and when you express your sentence, you try to express it like in French. Sometimes it may come out wrong. So, or rude. Yeah, or rude. So, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the communication, uh, yeah, in the language part, yeah, sometimes it was uh, challenging, yeah, sometimes to uh, express uh, myself, what I want to say, or yeah, when it may come out, it may come rude, and so th that was really at the very beginning, uh, quite a bit the challenging part. Uh, uh, today also, yeah, sometimes, yeah, actually, the good thing she has helped me also a lot. Uh, you know, she, when we uh, when we communicate, she tried to bring a bit uh, English level down, <laughs> not try to put too much big word that I will be lost. You know, but yeah. So she she has helped also to 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 improve uh, our communication. Yeah. So she has been a great help uh, to to help uh, us understand uh, understand each other when we are talking in English. Now, and one thing you didn't mention, if, if I, if, if I, and I'm, you may have, I may have just forgotten. How long have you been married? Hey, <laughs> 10 years. But yeah, this is <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I give, uh, I give uh, just about, yeah, 10 oh, years. Okay. But yeah, so in God willing, uh, in September uh, 29. Uh, of this year, 2023, yeah, we will celebrate our 11th uh, anniversary. But we already celebrate, if I will say in one way or another, 11 years, uh, because the first time that um, I expressed my feeling to, to her, it was online. It was in January that we just uh, passed. Yeah, so if I will say now our relationship, yeah, uh, quite a bit started toward marriage, it was in that time, but yeah, officially it's going to be in uh, September 29th of this year. We are going to uh, celebrate our 11th anniversary by God's grace. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and this is not a cultural question, just more of a, just a general question. Uh, so you, you expressed your interest in January, you were married in September. That's nine months. Mm -hmm. 
give or take, eight or nine months. Yeah. Uh, why? Why so quick? Or was that quick? In, 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 in your culture, uh, Trezor, is that quick or, or what? Mm. Okay, I think it might be uh, uh, general, maybe everywhere, but in my culture, now precise, um, it may depend on parents, how they see things and stuff. Like, as I said earlier, uh, when I met Michelle, I talked to my dad uh, because, yeah, I remember when I was uh, living home, yeah, uh, he told me something, you feel better at home. So I don't know, it, it just happened. Uh, when I met Michelle, this question uh, come back in my spirit. So I have a time to talk with him, to, to ask a bit what was his view on it. I mean, yeah, what he meant by that center before I, sh I share him that I met Michelle. But yeah, so in my culture, uh, I think it depends on parents. So when I share the story, because I remember even when Michelle and I was now talking to, when she agreed to marry me. So now we were questioning ourselves if we, we need to take to our parents. We just met like in December uh, 2011. And now, um, a yeah, a month later, you guys want to get married. So it, it could really, yeah, it was among the concerns that we had. How are they going to take it? Well, yeah, hold a hold minute, hold a hold it. Stop a minute, okay. stop a minute. <laughs> stop a minute. You said something really quick there. I'm not sure the audience heard that. So let's say that again. You met in December. And you decided to get married in January? Uh, yeah, precisely. Uh, uh, yeah, February. Uh, the beginning of February. Yeah. February. Uh, okay. For, okay, I said 4th, you said 5th. Okay. Yeah, in February 4th, that was uh, when she, okay. she, she gave me uh, uh, a response that she agreed to marry me. Because in January was the time that I talked with her. And it was in February uh, 4th. Then she accepted to, to marry me. So... Uh, yeah, January 4th of 2012. So we will say uh, February 12th, uh, yeah, February 4th of 2012. So I uh, will say like two months now. Yeah. So like within two months, we were like quite a bit ready. Okay, Michelle, want to say something? Yes. To answer your question, I think you said, what was your question? Why? So quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why so yeah. quick. Okay. Because um, already, like when we were talking, like me on my side, I didn't, I didn't know that he had any feelings or even was praying about getting married to me, but for him, he already knew and was praying about it and waited for God's confirmation. So now when he shared his, uh, his intention that he, he, he felt that God had called us to be married together, to serve the Lord together. Uh, I prayed about it and the things that already at that time as well, already knew like where I wanted my life to go. And I liked where his life was going. I uh, you know, he, I knew he wanted to serve God. Some of the goals that he had, you know, with career, with business, even with family, everything just lined up. So when I now prayed about it to see now, if he was the one, I got the confirmation and with our values, with the way we wanted to go with life together, everything, even when we were just friends, like everything was just lining up. So why so fast? Number one, we had God's confirmation. And then two, it was just kind of like, why wait? Like if, if everything was lined up, because usually people take that time, you know, whether one year or two years to save up for the wedding and do this, 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 but also what kind of pushed the decision to do it like that same year was that um, 
we knew that we were going to get married in China. Uh, we wanted our families to come, but for different reasons, you know, one way or another, they wouldn't have been able to come at the time that we were suggesting because we we had different dates in mind. So then we were like, okay, since no one can come, uh, let's just get married. And by God's grace, whenever we go home, his home or my home, you know, we can have like another celebration. It's fine. But if we already see, have the confirmation, I don't see any reason to wait. At least that's what I thought on my side. Yeah, I think she uh, she she expressed it in a better way I could have expressed it. So just now to add up to what also she said. So yeah, we we from uh, each uh, each one of us we we had uh, really we were already ready for the journey. So that's why we thought, okay, why waiting now? As the parents could not come anymore, then we say, uh, yeah, she suggested, why don't we do it uh, uh, in a time where we are closer to holidays? So when you know, if we go for honeymoon, it is a break. So you 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 won't we won't think about school or uh, as in that time I was still uh, uh, a student. I was doing my master's degree. I even started my master's degree, and she was working. So we just thought, like, okay, let's just do it in that way. So and we actually also <laughs> met Pastor Joe. So when we receive a blessing from our parent, we we had a premarital counseling with Pastor Joe. So with that also well done, we say, why waiting again? Too much parent uh, with the different schedule that cannot come. So let's just get married. So then that hour now we, we, we plan our marriage to be uh, after nine months. But I believe that even the day she say yes, if we could have also get married there, we could have <laughs> get married the same day because we, we were already so we say, ready for the journey. We are ready for that journey, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, again, not necessarily a cultural question, but um, just for people who are listening, how did you know that 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 uh, that, that y'all were were, were, were were to be together? And um, you know, what kind? What you say? Your confirmation. What was the confirmation? For me, um, I was first praying. Uh, I was first praying about it, maybe not initially, like when he, like I said, when he first told me his intentions, I had, I didn't really have any idea that uh, he was in love with me or was thinking about marriage towards me, anything, because the way we interacted that month prior was, you know, just like brother and sister in the Lord. That's it. We would just have, you know, normal conversations. He was always respectful. So I actually saw him as my bigger brother. And when we met again at now another conference, uh, I saw him now more in action. I saw him like how he worshiped God, how he was interacting with people. Just, he just really had a love for the Lord. And I was really, I was really, um, I don't know, inspired by that. And then my heart began to open to him a little bit. Uh, it actually really started to open towards like falling in love with him at that time when I saw him in action. So now, what was it? I think maybe a few days or maybe a week later when he showed his intentions, uh, it kind of took me by surprise, but my heart was already open towards him. And so when I started to pray about it, um, I started to pray and fast for a short time. Um, I wasn't really hearing anything, but um, what was it? One night I started to like write down some things, some things, or I think I had, I had a diary back then. And I remember I had made a list of things that I wish my husband would be or some things that I would like about him. 
And I think everything on that list, <laughs> actually everything on that list, he had even some extras that was like a silent prayer that I was like, oh, I wish he would have this. He had. So, you know, back to the question that you asked earlier. Um, uh, the confirmation. Yeah, not the confirmation, but something else you, you had asked uh, about if uh, if culture got in the way, like when you guys were getting married or something like that. Right. You know, right. I don't think I don't really think like that. I used to see before I even met him, I used to like really like multicultural marriages and stuff. I used to read up about it, not knowing that I would marry someone outside of my culture, but I was just always amazed and always used to think like, you know, how does, how does like the wife um, not see like her husband, for example, if she's like American and the guy is Indian, how does she not be thinking like, oh, I married an Indian, I married an Indian. But like when I'm with Trezor, I like, even now, even back then, I never would think first, like, oh, I married an African or I married a Congolese. I just see him as a person. Like, that doesn't really come to my mind. Like, oh, we're different. We're different. Yeah, if we have arguments, maybe some things may come up. Like, I know that's like the culture or that's your preference or something like that. But I, when I'm with him, I don't, I'm not paying attention to culture or where he's from or this. I'm just dealing with Trezor as, as himself, whatever God has created him to be. So um, the confirmation now that I had was I prayed about it and I just felt like deep in my heart, like God was calling me that he was it. Even till now, like 10 years later, 11 years later, however the number, even when we get into whether if we get into disagreements or arguments or things like that, I never re I never regret marrying him or question myself about anything because I just know that I know that I know that this is what God has called me to. And even when we got married, there were still things that, you know, of course came up or I learned about him that maybe is not so pleasant. Same thing with me. He learned some things about me that may not be pleasant, but all in all is just that I knew that I knew that I knew in my heart that God had called us to be together. And I discovered more and more things, more and more confirmations, even throughout all these years that just solidified like why we were supposed to be together. And yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah. Of no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. for my uh, yeah, for my side, um, yeah, the approach is quite a bit different. Uh, because when I start to 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 pray uh for my wife, uh, by God's grace, God told me, uh, he told me that um the country and he told me where I'm going to find her. So he told me that I will find her among uh the member from the intercession team and he told me she's going to be from the state so for me that that is i think it may it might not be a common story but for me that was the grace the way that god revealed himself to me when i was praying for my future wife and now the time that i met her the lord told me she's the one you'll be praying for she's the one i've been uh, uh telling you about. But even before that confirmation from the Lord, I remember it was during uh, a leadership training organized by ICFC. Uh, it, it was us by a, a, a fellowship in, in December. That was the December where we met for the first time and where I received my confirmation, my first confirmation. So I remember uh, before that, before I met her, my eyes was closed. So regardless of how beautiful a lady could be, uh, I don't know. I was in a sleep just like Adam was in a sleep. So someone is asleep, even if a beautiful lady passed, you cannot see, uh, see her. So me, I was in a sleep. 
But now, during that conference, I remember uh, that morning, I saw a lady who was shining. She was like shining in a way I could not express. I said, who is this lady? Who is this sister? <laughs> she was so beautiful. She was like shining. She was too bright. I, I just said to myself, I said, mm, no, I need to find a way to, 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 to approach this sister and get her contact. So that was the, the first thing that triggered, if I would say everything. I was waking up from my sleep like Adam. So now, uh, later on, during the um, leadership training, usually back in the time, each uh, person from the fellowship, they introduce themselves. So now, when Michelle introduced herself, you say her name, uh, even also just to put, uh, uh, to give a bit of back, uh, uh, backstory. Uh, before I met her in person, uh, she used, because she was in charge of intercession, for the uh, ICFC uh, conference, winter festival that was in the city, Changchun, back in that time. So uh, she was sending uh, like uh, prayer requests to all the intercessor and staff. So that was actually the first contact, but I didn't know who, who really she was. I thought she was, when I saw the name, she was a Caucasian. And when I, I don't know why I thought about it. And in my, in my mind, I thought even she was maybe, yeah, a Caucasian and maybe she was advanced in age. So, but that day, now during the conference, when she introduced herself, she said her name, I said, oh, but this is a lady that was sending us email. I thought she was a Caucasian. I thought she was the advancing age. So she said her name, she said her country, and she said again her position. She was in charge of intercession for that winter festival. It went out, God told me, just like when Samuel anointed David asking, he said, rise, uh, anoint him is the one. So that was the same word I received for the Lord. He said, she's the one you have been praying for, uh, that I told you for many years ago and all these things. Wow, I was now amazed. So for me, that was the first confirmation because I was praying for this unknown person. And finally, I found that wife. So that was the first confirmation. But I didn't want to early also on the matter, I, I, I decided to take more time to pray about it, to receive more confirmation that I was really in the right path. And indeed, when I came back in Jinan after the conference, I prayed about it, the Lord still confirming to me she was the one. So I said, okay, then when we are going to go back during the winter fest, we are going to meet, then I will share my intention, tell her everything you told me. So now, again, uh, during the, the conference, uh, when I also saw her interacting with uh, people, and uh, I really, that was also among the confirmation of the thing that I, 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 I first of all, in my side, I like concerning her. Uh, she was, uh, you know, open to anyone, treating anyone without any differences and stuff. So, and I, I, I fell on her like, she had like that, uh, motherhood that uh, uh, was um, uh, the, the characteristic of a mother, of even of a shepherd, because I know that I am a man of crowd. I will be dealing with people. So I needed also uh, a lady, a wife, who have uh, such a heart, such a shepherdhood. Uh, so I, I, I found it also during the conference as a confirmation. And now 
the last confirmation I received from the, conf uh, uh, from the conference, when I went to pray uh, during the altar call, I just went to pray, I was praying, and there is this brother who received uh, a word of knowledge, and he came to whisper in my ears, he said, my brother, uh, God is telling me to tell you to dream great. So when this brother said that, to dream great, the, the picture of uh, uh, Michelle, my wife, it, it, it appeared like uh, a flash, like now in a big format, like in a yeah, wide, you know, like, like a flash and it appeared big and it passed. Okay, now that was my last confirmation that indeed she was the one that during that conference. So I was ready after that conference to talk with her because actually we, we, we set a time to, to talk after the conference. But after the conference, we had some interest. I'm okay, not really interest. Someone was there that could not allow me to share my attention to Michelle. So I didn't share it that same day. So it was later on. Now, later on, before I share to her, everything that uh, yeah, I wanted to share. I, I again asked another confirmation to God. I say, okay, I know that I've been asking you, this is what I was, because I, when I talk to God, I really, I talk to God like I talk to men. So I told him, okay, I know that uh, maybe I'm feeling like, uh, maybe like stubborn. I've been asking you too much confirmation. It, you may take, it's a bit like, like Abraham, you know, when he was discussing with God for, uh, for the salvation of Lot, in the city of uh, Sodoma, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. So I will like deal with God. So I told him, okay, now please uh, allow me. I say, this will be my last test. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to ask this question to Michelle. Now, if she tell me in, uh, if the, the, the response is negative, okay, now God, I will not uh, seek for more confirmation. I'm going to go ahead, share what I have to share. So now my last confirmation of before I talked to her, now that, that was online now. We talked, it was now online because in person we could not do it uh, because of some situation on the ground. So online, now uh, I asked her if she was dating with, uh, yeah, if she was in a relationship with someone. Uh, she told me no. Okay, I said, okay, God, I will not resist anymore. Let me share what I need to share. And that was all, all the story. Uh, went and the rest it just praise and worship. We thank God for his goodness, how he has brought us far. So those are for me the different steps that the Lord has brought me to receive a confirmation that uh, she was the one. Yeah, and indeed I don't regret this uh, decision. If I need to make it again, I will make the same decision with the same person. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, I'm. I'm really pleased to have both of you on the podcast today. Uh, I hope that it helped some people who are going through that process now uh, and to understand that we must first prepare ourselves for marriage before we can start looking for uh, a mate. And then, uh, and then make sure that we understand that, that the mate should love God even more than they love us uh, as, as we go through the process. Um, I thank you very much both for being uh, on the podcast today. Uh, Michelle, do you have anything else that you want to add uh, to someone who is considering marriage uh, cross-culturally 
or just in general? Um, I think that it's important for them to have a close relationship with Jesus Christ to, um, to really, for that person, I'll just speak for the lady's side, but it can also apply to men, really to know what it is that God has called them to do, what are their likes, their dislikes, and just for them to know um, really what's their purpose in life, know what their stances are, what their morals are, and things like that. Because I know for me, even though it wasn't on purpose, I wasn't expecting marriage at the time. But what made my decision to marry Trezor so quickly was the fact that at that time, praise God, that I already knew you know, who I was. I knew what uh, God had called me to do at that time. I didn't really have like any big aspirations for you know, a certain type of career or anything. I was just really open for the Lord to lead me. And I knew that I wanted to marry someone that also loved the Lord, that served the Lord, that was serious and not just someone who was lukewarm. So um, I think it's really important for, like I said, the person to really know and love the Lord, to be in constant communication with him so that when people come along that show interest, that they can really hear clearly from the Lord, but then they also know themselves enough to know where God is leading them so that they'll also know, okay, this person will fit so they know maybe there's something to pursue or if this person is not going to fit at all they can already not get their heart involved so much and waste time or risk heartbreak and things like that so um yeah that's all i i have to add just really okay. may god help all of us <laughs> mm-hmm. okay well th- thank both of you again uh for, th- for those of you who are listening if you have any questions or comments please feel free to to get in touch with us and, and let us know. Uh, if you would like to, to hear some more from Trezor and Michelle, uh, let us know. We can have them on another time as well. Uh, and I'm really wishing you a great week. Uh, be blessed and um, and take care. Thank you again for participating and, and listening to our Love All. Uh, oh, yeah, Trezor, yes. Yes, Pastor George. Yeah, please, yeah. before you, you close the podcast, yeah, I would yeah. like also to, to give maybe a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I think um, as we are talking about also cultural differences, yeah, I think uh, my uh, recommendation for those who are considering getting married, I think it's also important to have uh, the support from uh, your parents, from your family. It really matters. Yeah, receiving the approval, the blessing from your parents yeah, it's really important. So because my wife and I, we have received the blessing from our parents. So for instance, when we went in Congo, I received, we have received all the support from my family. And I, I also visited all the states. I have received support from uh, a mom and from uh, a sister, a sibling. So receiving, uh, when you are coming together, whether from... Uh, a different background, whether you are from the same country or from different country. I think it's also important uh, for, for, for receiving the approval, the blessing of the parent. It will help you in one way or another in the future. Thank you. That was all, Pastor Joe. Thank you. Oh, oh no. again, th- thank you. Thank you for those uh, uh, added comments. Um, again, I, I really do appreciate both of you being uh, on the podcast today. Uh, to those listening, again, if you have any questions, or comments, please share them, uh, and uh, we will uh, get 
Trezor and Michelle back on uh, at again at a later date. Uh, thank you very much. Be blessed and have a great, great week. God Amen. bless you all. Amen. And Amen. thank you very, very much, uh, Trezor and Michelle. Thank you, Pastor Joe. We are blessed to be in the podcast. Thanks for joining us on Janan ICF Love All podcast. New podcasts are scheduled each Monday and Wednesday. Make sure to visit our website, www.jananicf.com, where you can find weekly sermons and past podcasts. Please remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out. If you like the show, you might want to email us at loveall at jananicf.com and request a free copy of our ebook, Gems for Daily Meditations, and sign up for our daily thoughts. See you next time. Blessings and love to all.